Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast, your source of accountability, inspiration, and motivation to become your best and reach your fullest potential every day. Our motto, it's simple, to use our determination to crush our everyday leadership tasks so that we dominate in our delivery of services and products to our clients and achieve victory and personal growth, profitability, and creating environments for those around us to prosper. Let's get this show started. Welcome to the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast. This is Elena and we have Justin on and we're so excited to have you listening in for one of our Q&A episodes. If this is your first time listening, we're so happy that you're here. And if you have listened in the past, we hope that today's content is inspiring to you and helps you in your leadership. So, hey, Justin, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Just living the dream. (laughs) Aren't we all? Isn't everybody? I feel like that's yeah, I know. whatever that means dream. anymore. I it <laughs> changes every with every generation, I guess. Really, what the dream is, but I'm. I, it's interesting to me because obviously the generation, the baby boomer generation, is all about retiring, right, and having a good life after the career life. And I feel like the generation, some of my generation, but more so your generation, Elena, is like the kind of people that figure out how to the work-life balance in life, hopefully to like have long careers, um, but know and and rotate. And um, wow, that's actually interesting. All right. I just, I love the topic today. I I just saw what you said and I think it's awesome. And I think um, we haven't asked the question yet, but I'm very excited. So I'm excited for everyone in the podcast. I know um, we've had some hiccups and we haven't been releasing as many episodes. I've been preparing for a safe quality food audit in Georgia. So that's been taking up a lot of my time. And Elaine has been great in dealing with my schedule because of it. Plus, um, as we've discussed on a previous episode, some medical stuff I'm having to work through. So... um, Awesome. Thank you guys. I appreciate the likes and I appreciate the support. So thank you. Uh, Let's get right to it. Elena, um, what's the question for today? Awesome. Our question for today is how do you as a leader motivate team members to do their best to sustain business and at the same time have compassion for peers in uncertainty? So it's an interesting question, right? Um, How do you sustain long-term? So one, um, I will tell you the food service partners of 1998 does not look like the food service partners of 2022, Um, not even close. So what does sustainability really mean? So the word, I don't love the word because sustaining means like, status quo to me. So I don't love it. And it kind of encourages mediocrity and to stay where you are and not understanding that even if you're aiming for average. So if you want to sustain and be average, I guess that's cool. Um, It's just, what are you sustaining? So if you're an excellent business and you're trying to sustain um, business, meaning keep business flowing, and that's the term we're using it in, right? It's uh, 
I think what it's referring to in the question is how do you best sustain business but have compassion for their peers and uncertainty? If I break apart the question, the team members, it's really that how do I generate business and remain competitive with one another and the employees or team members being competitive with one another, like on a sports team where they want a starting position, but have the compassion for their peers and uncertainty, such as things as COVID and what happens when sales go down and everyone's uncertain about their jobs. Do they start taking each other out? You know, I think that that's one of the things that people go through. You know, we just talked about it and these are not real statistics, but I'll just give you my estimate off the top of my head. I would say it's probably around somewhere around 20% of team members that actually build bigger buildings. And it's probably 80% of team members that, that we go through in an organization that eventually flush themselves out or get flushed out of an organization like ours that hold to core values and that have hardcore, dedicated, long-term team members. The, the compassion they have for each other is built by how well the person does their job. And are you taking care of the whole? I mean, your family is one thing and me as an individual is another, but when we go to work, are we drive food service partners forward or better with bacon fat or grown strong or primal rock or whatever it is, we, um, we end up needing to be a collective, right? It's the more we're a team, the more we move in the same direction, the more all of our efforts and our brain power and our vibrations are towards the same purpose and goals and vision, then we have success. So I think how do you motivate them to do their best to sustain business and also have compassion for their peers and uncertainty? It's a level of standard and compassion resides at completing your job so you don't harm other individuals in the organization. And I think everyone um, in our organization does that. So how do you create a team-based environment? You know, I think that's a, a a bigger question in terms of sustaining business and compassion for peers is how do you create the same environment that exists on a professional sports team where you have starters and you have a bench, but you have this level of competitiveness where you're always hiring or rotating or shuffling the deck here and there, or adding in new people or growing the positions to keep people inspired to grow and motivated to grow, but also challenging people um, with other people and getting people to grow, not necessarily because you're trying to make them feel um, competitive or they're, they're going to lose their job, but teams are built on people's ability to get through challenges in working with one another and the team's ability to, team members' ability to lead oneself through new and hard circumstances. So, um, I don't know. What are your thoughts, Elena, on uh, motivating and, and sustaining team members? I think the question is interesting of you know, motivating team members to do their best, but also having compassion for their peers and uncertainty. And I think we've talked about just the recent status of, you know, our country and the world with all the things that have been going on, there's been a lot of uncertainty. So I'd love to hear more of, you know, from a leadership perspective of leading people, whether it's leadership team or, you know, employees that work in the warehouses or with the food, 
uh, how you how you really set that standard for you know compassion, especially in a time of uncertainty. Yeah, so I'll give everyone a little bit background. I've been through shit. I would say three major crises as an entrepreneur just in food. And those crises had nothing to do with me or my business or anything. The first one being 9-11, you know, that shook up the whole food world and the way airplanes put food on them and all of that. And we were in California only at the time and opening up Virginia, but it shook the world in a weird way and the way that we traveled and the way people um viewed their life and the threat to themselves and sort of patriotism. And so that was one crisis where we sort of really went into what we would have called sustainability then in food. And now we call it regeneration um, as we've changed our, our, the way we look at it over the last four years. But that being said, um, the second one was the financial crisis, which basically people lost jobs, people lost a lot of money. So things like health insurance and voluntary surgeries, or now being able to afford to put yourself in a long-term care home when you retire meant you're living at home. So the world shuffled a little bit then. And then obviously most recently COVID um, or the coronavirus. So those are all uncertain times for everyone and for an organization. And so you have to really, during times of uncertainty, it's the craziest thing, but you have to hit the gas towards a higher purpose. I mean, that's what it is. I don't know how else to describe it to you. We've been through it three times and we've gotten our ass kicked all three times in some way, shape or form. And it changes who you are changes who you are as an organization, changes who you are as a leader, changes who your leaders are in your company, most likely. COVID was the worst I've ever seen, honestly. What we did to our food chain and, and stuff like that was really bad. And at Food Service Partners in particular, like team members and clients and everyone because of the stress on food and logistics. So let's keep in mind here, guys, if everyone's forgotten, that all of the refrigerated trucks and trailers that were available because everyone thought everyone there was going to be massive, massive, massive death, they took all of them and put them in hospitals for the morgues. So we had no way of transferring extra food to anyone, hospitals, anything. And so as a company, we rose to the occasion. The problem is, is rising the occasion and bailing people out or your clients out all the time. And the team members know this. If you do too much and you succeed too much, people start to take you for granted over the long run. So we had comp compound, you, you know, you get through earthquakes, you get through floods, you get through whatever. And people just assume all businesses do what you do because you never miss a delivery. And so we, how do we sustain business? We live by those core values that separate us. And even though right now, not all companies, especially if they've been doing business with us for 20 or 24 years, realize how good we are at our jobs and maybe leave and maybe regret it and maybe come back and maybe not. The point is more this, that every team member that we have is what powers the company. It's not me. 
It's not the leaders. We give vision and we give direction and stuff like that. But the people power the company. This is built on people power. And so the people, the team members, the humans, they are the most essential thing to an organization. So you have, in order to sustain business or keep regenerating new business as we had to do over the last few years, every complication takes out food companies. Every rise in gas prices takes out food companies. Every drop in food prices takes out food companies restaurants, whatever, all food is impacted always by the economy, guaranteed. That's why they don't count it in the inflation number. So in the United States, so what do we do? How do you do it? What about times of uncertainty? You give people a certain goal. You design pass as an organization around that goal and you make sure there's achievements and if you want to talk about serotonin release that there's proper serotonin release and reward versus accomplishing goals and projects and tasks and celebrating it's not a trophy for everything and it's not an instant gratification it's long-term sustainability but it's also nickels not quarters why wait every three years to give someone a quarter raise when you can give you know, every other, every six month, a nickel, you know? And so it's giving people inspiration and it's with a carrot, not a stick, right? And what I mean by that is there's ways to incentivize people and get them to grow and breaking down the promotion process smaller and breaking down the level of your jobs differently and rewarding, actually rewarding for the output um, when you have the money as an entrepreneur to do it, you share in the wealth and you make sure that you're driving around your parking lot and that the people that came in your organization a year and a half ago or two years ago are driving better cars than they were when they started. That is a sheer sign that you're leading well, especially during times of uncertainty, because uncertainty really is where you make money. Um, if you have the right clients and they pay you properly and they realize your worth, um, and they're not too cocky or think they can do it better than the company they subcontract. You generally build the teams, in my experience. Um, if you're a direct-to-consumer business or a consumer-driven business, how do you keep people motivated in your company? You've got to keep innovating products. You've got to keep doing what inspires the clients and the customers will also inspire the employees. So you've got to keep doing new things and bringing in new products. And sometimes, you know, Deborah and I talk about this all the time. Why do you take on some weird clients and why do you go after everything? And it's not always, I don't really go after everything, but sometimes it does because we take on random clients. Why? I want to keep everyone busy, but I also want to keep them on their toes and uncomfort, but I also want to keep them learning new skills all the time. So sometimes these clients really work out. Sometimes it, do it doesn't. Most of the time it does. But every once in a while, we, you know, a client grows or we can't get the process down or they find a better manufacturer or they decide to take it in-house. So things like that always exist. And people are people. And when you're in co-packing or you're in the food business, it's a little different. And the direct-to-consumer business, how do you keep people and keep your... Um, team members happy you allow your team members to build relationships and and write thank you cards and have reward in their job 
um, if it's direct to consumer or how do they interact? What does it look like you encourage them to build relationships with their, their clients or their customers that are rewarding versus just for the sale, just a transactional relationship? So things like that, that help do it. I mean, all businesses sell something, right? So there's some relationship that has to be built and we don't use sales team here. We call it business development just because we look at it differently. We try to build it, do it right, get people in the door and let what we do sell itself versus having salespeople necessarily. Um, because we generate and have enough people walk in the door that want to do business with us on a regular basis. It's usually, you know, how far do we go in the R and D process? And then, you know, can we do their product or not? And it's a choice for both sides because we, I don't choose to do everything and I'm not going to be successful or help grow um, successful entrepreneurs who don't have the right mindset. And even regardless of the product, sometimes if an entrepreneur's got the right ideas, got the right line, they're willing to expand their line and not just stick to their main four products or their main two products. And they can grow in creativity with a company like ours that is entrepreneurial and creative and always growing our SKUs. Like I said, then we have a good relationship. And those are the clients we work with them when we go into the battle to win the war on food that we talked about in a couple episodes ago. So how do you inspire people with a higher purpose? You know, ours is we're trying to do humanely raised animals, utilize the whole animal, you know, organic practices. It doesn't necessarily have to be labeled organic, but we want it to be rotational and, and organic and starting to clean up our food sources to make them regenerative and get carbon back in the soil. So what is our higher purpose? It is to save the human species and our planet through food you know and make it as death little death as possible um while also making sure we create biodiversity because that's what the planet needs that's what it did to get to where it is that's where it needs to sustain and regenerate itself or if we outgrow this planet we don't want to just leave it in shambles there should be something here in case we ever need to come back to it you know, or the people that's remain behind. So, you know, short term, I think there's a lot of ways. So what's a higher purpose for your business? What is the benefit of it to the human, to the animals, to the planet? And if you can't connect it, or you can't connect it to that sense of higher purpose, it's pretty hard to do, in my opinion, I haven't seen it in my own experience where companies that have sustained business as long as we have um, and even when markets or things like COVID totally rock your world and it's not your fault and it really causes financial, you know, impact on your business because you're trying to do the right thing for your clients and get everyone through it and save lives and get food to compromised populations. Your team members grab onto that. Like they feel a sense of pride. Like when you never miss a delivery and you go through earthquakes and floods, there's a sense of pride. You know, and we, we often as humans walk away from challenges and walk away from comfort and avoid, you know, bad situations or going in near a hospital that has COVID, but we just didn't have that in our organization, our employees, um, the people that work here, the, the individuals, what we've been able to do and how we built it was one hardship, 
like I said, two uncomfortable, three diversifying what we did. And in healthcare and hospitals and long-term care homes, we changed the menus every three months. So it's a massive undertaking. And in hospitals, you have massive amount of different diets. You have a heart diet, you have kidney diet, you have, you know, uh, soft diet, ground diet, puree diet, or whatever they are now. Um, those are the basics. But what I'm saying is it's so many diets, so many things across the menu that rotates in hospitals, usually every four or seven to seven days. And in long-term care home, 21 to 28 days. So you just got to keep your people, your humans, your team members active because a team that's practicing all the time and being challenged all the time will grow their skill set. So that's what it takes in. In many, many organizations, including ours, still people default to, oh, we shouldn't do that. We don't know what we're doing. We don't have the skill set in that versus being like, okay, may, like, is it within our wheelhouse or is it that we just haven't done it yet? You know, what is it? Or is it both? You know, so we just have to figure it out. And is it worth something pushing, even though we don't understand necessarily why to grow that skill, to challenge them more, to make variety in their day versus just stamping it out? I mean, car companies, they change the models every year or every few years, excuse me. So that keeps people interested, like I said before. Um, uncertainty, it's always uncertain, in my opinion. I don't. I'm wired that every occasion is uncertain. People are like, oh my God, how do you live that way? And how you must have so much anxiety and so much whatever. Well, we talked about how much anxiety I have in a previous episode, but it's true. There's a level there always because like you don't know when the crisis is going to happen until it's already well happening and enough humans have oriented that way to, to be considered a crisis. So you have to always be prepared before because the opportunity is both in it and afterwards. So that's, that's, that's it in a nutshell. I think, I think most of it is about giving your employees purpose, tying the financial goals and the rewards to that purpose or that higher goal or why in our case, generating money continually or finding the right clients who are fighting the same war in food that we are um, and aligning ourselves, like I said, not necessarily rowing in the same direction, but running, a sh they have a ship and we have a ship that's not necessarily run the same, but those ships are on the same battlefield, right? So that is what really gives your employees purpose. And it sounds cliche and it sounds like, well, what are we talking about here? And in the modern world where, you know, there's no warriors and, you know, we know what our military looks like. Yeah, but there's still more to life than that. And there's still more to each of us than that. And there's still just because we've grown and we have all these modern advancements and comforts doesn't mean we're still not humans living amongst humans being able to coordinate together to create really great things, right? I can't, I can have the greatest idea of producing tens of thousands of food, but if I'm by myself, there's no way I could do it every day. Tens of thousands of meals, right? I need a team. I need a coordinated team. I need to be a team. I need to be in a group like our species always has been. So what do I, what do I encourage? How do I motivate? 
you've got to get used to speaking. You've got to get used to talking. You've got to practice on podcasts or with your family or with your employees or team members or other people. How do you talk in a way that is uplifting and that's motivational, inspiring. And sometimes it's different for each person based on the individual. And then there's one that motivates the crowd. So all matter. Thanks, Elena. Awesome. Thank you everyone for listening in. I don't know if you have anything to say on that, Elena, but I'll let you close us out. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing all that and sharing your experiences with all the leadership and times that you have had to lead, you know, through these difficult, difficult times. And I think that we can all learn from that and leaders, especially with teams and growing teams. I think we have a lot of listeners who fall, fall in that uh, category. And I think that everything you shared today will be greatly helpful for those leaders. And as always, we'd love to hear more from you guys. You can connect with us on our email, which we'll put in the description of this podcast, or you can also connect with us on Instagram at Centurion Leadership Battalion. And we would love to hear about the feedback you have for whether it's this specific episode or just over all the episodes that you've listened to. We are really thankful to have such a great community um, supporting us and what we're doing with the podcast. So thank you for listening. Thank you guys. Thank you, Elena. 